You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. There's no doubt that in the Bible, that, that for me anyway, is one of the most moving and remarkable events in Scripture. You know, it's not only incredibly moving because Jesus showed that remarkable compassion for someone really doing it tough, someone suffering under what was, back then, pretty well the biggest burden you could bear, this, the burden of leprosy. But the thing is, anything in Scripture is not just there to have us necessarily look back on it as something good that happened back then, but it's to remind us about the heart and humanity and the, just the desire and compassion and care that Jesus has for all people. For all people. For you, for your neighbour, for the hate-filled agnostic person that you, you're trying to build relationship with, for the, for the person that wronged you in a business deal 20 years ago. For all people, for everyone, for all who are suffering under different burdens and weights in this life. And what we're going to be reminded of today as we, as we dig into this passage a little bit together is that there is nothing, there is nothing at all, there is nothing at all that could ever stop Jesus from reaching out towards us. There is nothing that could stop him. No brokenness, no sickness, no sin is enough to repel Jesus, to stop him from drawing near. Nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. He's for, he's for you, he's for all of us, and he's for anyone who humble themselves, seek his face, and trust in him. So as we open God's word together this morning, let's really, and we've seen it already in the time of um, praise and worship earlier, God's doing something in this area this morning. So let's lean into it. Let's not resist it. Let's not just see it as something for someone else. Let's open our hearts to see that perhaps this is something that Holy Spirit's wanting to do in our hearts right here, right now, this morning, okay? So whether it's we're here and we're seeking and spiritual truth for the first time, or we're online and we're on a bit of a journey and we've been testing the waters, so to speak, or whether we're here and, and it's for the thousandth time that we would do this, Let's do it because Jesus is willing. Jesus is willing. He wants to set his people free and he wants to relieve burdens from us. So will we let him this morning? Let's pray. Loving Jesus, we thank you so much for your incredible love, for the, the love that is just unending. As, as from the, the depths all the way to the heights, your love goes beyond that, God. Just unending in its capacity, unending in its reach, unending in your desire to see people set free, to see people um, made whole through relationship with you. And so, God, we pray this morning that as you just move in our hearts by Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you just have your way in us? Take us on a journey of just recognizing, God, that this that this, this account in Scripture is not only a historical account, but it's there to remind us of your incredible compassion 
and love and care and the lengths that you go to reach out to us, to people like all of us who are listening and watching online today. So God, would you guide us, would you encourage us and would you just free us by your spirit this morning, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's read this account. It's not quite as... The visual's good, even as we read this account now. It'll help kind of get, get us in the zone. And this is from Mark chapter 1, verse 40 to 45. And this is the benefit for those who hate technology. This is the benefit, as Cam experienced, of having scriptures on a tablet because they're just here and they don't get lost when a piece of paper... F- no, it's all right. Mark writes from verse 40, And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go Show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. Now, you know, there's so much background on this. You could, you could study it for weeks and weeks and weeks and you wouldn't do it justice. But for the sake of this morning, I'll do my best to be brief. But we really do. We need to unpack a few background things to truly appreciate that what Jesus has actually done here. All right, so leprosy was back then and it continues to be to this day. That's sad, isn't it? It's still a disease that some suffer with today. It's an absolutely terrible disease. Now, I'm no medical doctor, but according to my research, it's a skin disease that that just starts with tiny little red spots on your skin. And in time, they, they spread from wherever they've started, on your face or whatever, and then they spread over your whole body, gradually turning white, and before they start looking kind of like shiny scales. And before too long, this is horrible, but a person suffering from leprosy, their, their hair begins to fall out, even their eyebrow hairs, which would be good if it was my case, you know, like get, get a bit of cleansing there. Um, finger and toenails get loose. That's pretty gross, isn't it? And eventually they just drop out. And here, this is gross, it gets worse. And the joints of fingers and toes actually start to rot. And eventually, bit by bit, your phalanges, I think that's the technical term, isn't it, Peter? Phalanges just drop off and start falling off and rotting. And that's why in, in The Chosen, you see one of the disciples hit with the stench of rotting flesh as this man approached. And then, it keeps getting worse, little by little, the people's gums start to, to loosen up as well. Teeth fall out, the gums shrink the disease starts eating away at a person's face until literally they die. There's nothing left. Cheeks get eaten away, your, your palate, all, every bit of your face 
nose, palate, cheeks, eyes, everything, rots away, and the only outcome, at least back in Jesus' day, was a horrible, long, painful death. But that is what leprosy is. And, and as I said, sadly, there's people today in different parts of the world who are still suffering under this disease, but praise God, there are many modern-day treatments that work to cure this disease or at least deal with the symptoms. So, but back in Jesus' day, there was no treatment, no treatment at all. Just a long, slow, painful, lonely and shameful death for the sufferer. Now, here's another thing when it came to leprosy. In, in Jewish culture, people with skin diseases were viewed to be unclean. And because they were unclean, they were, they were shunned from society, made to live essentially as social outcasts. The one Bible commentary, it sums up the social effects of having leprosy like this. It says, as horrible as the physical suffering was, the worst part of having le- leprosy might have been the way people treated you. In the Old Testament, God said that when there were lepers among the people of Israel, they should be carefully quarantined and examined. Lepers had to dress like people who are in mourning for the dead, like this guy, because they were considered to be the living dead. They had to warn the people around them by crying out, unclean, unclean, whenever people were near them. Or as my ESV study Bible simply says, a leper is ceremonially unclean. As an outcast, he is financially and socially isolated, dependent on charity. So, man, physical suffering is pretty horrible, but I would say the social suffering would be even greater. Think about it. Like, all of a sudden, you're living your life and then you, you notice a little spot on your arm or something. And then before you know it, you meet with the priest of the day in the temple as the law commands to, to go and get checked out and see what it is, if it's, if it's something sinister or not. And then in that moment, you discover it's leprosy and your whole life is pretty well changed forever. Life as you knew it is over. Just like that. If you were married, if you had kids... You can't be around them anymore. You can't be under the same roof as them anymore. In many ways, the relationships that you've enjoyed with family members, with loved ones, you really can't continue on. Maybe in some small way, but nowhere near in the same level of intimacy that you could have before. If you've got a business or if you work for someone, all of a sudden, you can't do it. You can't be around people. You can't labour at work. So what does that mean? It means you can't provide for your family. It means you can't earn any income anymore because you can't risk being around and potentially infecting or making anyone else ceremonially unclean. So from the moment that the diagnosis is confirmed, you pretty well need to leave everything that you hold to be dear and valuable and just live life as an outcast, live on the outskirts of society, away from everyone else. And if anyone comes near or if you're going anywhere, you need to be yelling out constantly, unclean, unclean, so that people know to make a big diversion around you. Do just as the law commands in Leviticus 13, 45 to 46. It says, The leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes 
and let the hair of his head hang loose, and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, unclean, unclean. He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. So if you were unlucky enough to come down with leprosy in Jesus' day, you are well and truly stuck. You are stuck in a cycle of suffering and loneliness that will eventually, barring something very much out of the ordinary, lead to a slow and painful and shameful death. This is what that man with leprosy was facing. This was his lot in life. Can you imagine what that would have been like? It paints a pretty grim picture, doesn't it? It's a pretty grim picture. I don't know if you, maybe you you watched that chosen clip at the start and were a bit off-put by Jesus' disciples. Hey, these guys are following the, the man of love. Like, where's their love? Show this poor dude some love. Can't you see he's suffering? But now that we understand all of this, you can understand why they're drawing out their sword. They realise here's a leper coming toward them who's not yelling out, unclean, unclean. Mate, you stay back. We know what's wrong with you. And we don't want any of that. Like you can kind of appreciate where they'd be coming from. You can see why even with the Messiah, they're urging him, Jesus, you don't want to go over there. You know what that is and you know what this could mean for you. Imagine if you got leprosy. That would be the end of the ministry. What would happen then? You can kind of understand from their human perspective and societal perspective of living with lepers why they acted the way they did. No one, not even the best of rabbis, not even the best religious leaders of Jesus' day would go anywhere near a leper unless they had to see a leper for doing the analysis if they are unclean or if they've been healed or that kind of thing in line with the law. Now, for those of us here today or, or, or listening online who, who know who Jesus is, who, who love Jesus, who enjoyed relationship with him for some time or even a short period of time, you would know that Jesus. we know who he actually is. We know who Jesus actually is. Jesus is not just merely a rabbi. Jesus wasn't just a good man, as some people say. He wasn't just a respected religious figure of his day. And if you're, if you're really on a spiritual journey, seeking spiritual truth, please hear this today. Be open to hearing this truth today and allow these words to, to sink in and grip your heart. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. He's not just a man, he's God in the flesh, God with skin on. And what this means is that as we watch this passage, as we, as we read this passage, as we think on Jesus at this historical point of time, and you can go back in Mark and have a look, there's a series of events of miracles and different things that Jesus was doing to showcase his power, to say, hey, I'm no ordinary kind of rabbi here. God is actually doing something new here, something different, something revolutionary. And we saw it in the video. We read it in Mark's gospel before. What does Jesus do? What does he do? Unlike 
everyone else in society, Jesus draws near. Jesus comes close. Mark records it like this in Mark 141. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. Now, now just sit with that for a moment because we can read, sometimes we read passages of like five verses and they're only five verses and then we just move on. But sit with this for a sec. What's happened? Jesus, God in the flesh, has reached out and touched someone who is untouchable. Completely untouchable. You don't do it. It's not a good idea. It's just not done. And yet, God does it. Jesus had done something that was not supposed to to be done. Jesus looked on this man, a man who was lonely, a man, no doubt, who was broken, a man who was suffering immensely and moved with pity, or other translations uh, translate that as moved with compassion, having compassion, he touched him. He touched him. He's acknowledging not only him and his suffering, but he's acknowledging this man as a human being created in the image of God, beautiful and worthy of respect. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) But also, as verse 42 says, he's reaching out to touch him and make him clean. And let's remember this, friends. Jesus knew this man not merely as a leper, but as a person. As a person, precious in God's sight, created and loved by his Father, a man who was burdened with the most horrific of diseases. He knew the trauma that this man experienced each and every day. He knew the things that were weighing on this man each and every night as he lay and tried to rest. He knew the ridicule. He knew the disgust. He knew the way that people treated this man each and every day of his life and moved with compassion for him, acting in line with the will of God. Verse 41, he reached out and he healed this man with just a touch, just like that. And it's fair to say that this touch had a pretty profound impact on this man's life, didn't it? You know, despite being told not to tell anyone, what did he do? What most people did who got healed by Jesus. They went and told everyone. He told everyone. He, and, and I think Jesus knew that that was going to happen anyway. It didn't, didn't surprise him that that was his response. But he told everyone the good news. He's like, guys, you know my story. You know what's, what's been my lot in life. And I met this man and just... With a touch, he said, I will be cleansed, and I was, I was healed. I was, I was an out, outcast. I was unclean. I had no hope in life. There was no future for me. But this man came near, and now I'm clean and I'm pure. Praise God. Many, many people who study scriptures, theologians, highlight that often when the Bible, often the Bible uses the, the illness of leprosy as, as a type for sin. What do I mean by that? Well, 
leprosy is, as one writer puts it, like a graphic illustration of sin's destructive power. So when, when you look at, at a person suffering leprosy, like this man, and, and how it just destroyed everything, relationships, his life, all of that sort of thing, theologians often highlight that leprosy is like a visual for what sin can be like too. Now, let me be really clear. So listen to what I'm saying here. I want this to be really clear. I'm not suggesting that sickness comes about as a result of sin. That's not what I'm saying. I'm on the record for that. I'm not suggesting that anyone who's sick is sick as a result of their sin. I'm definitely not saying that. The reality is, unfortunately, and Jesus, as he walked his time on this earth, he, he saw this firsthand and it broke his heart. The reality is sickness has come about as a result of living in a broken and fallen world. That's just it. God's original creation was perfect. Sin entered, and as a result of sin entering, all kinds of horrible things started happening. And now we, we see it today, don't we? Wars, famines, pride, selfishness all kinds of evil, and as well as physical brokenness, sickness. They come about, it's just a consequence, an unfortunate consequence of living in an imperfect world. And none of us, none of us are immune, are we? Not even the best of people. The best of people get sick, and the worst of people get sick. As the Bible says, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. We all... We're all, none of us are immune. So don't for a moment ever think that sickness is a consequence of sin. Don't think that at all. Sickness is a consequence of living in a broken, fallen world. What I'm saying, this is what I'm saying, after I've said all that I'm not saying. What I'm saying is leprosy is like a picture of just how destructive sin is. Right? So think about this. Sin, like leprosy, starts off small. In fact, sin, like leprosy, starts off unaware. You're unaware to it. Why? Because it starts off inside. There might be an outward visible sign that you've got it, just like sin. Where does sin start? Sin starts in our hearts, doesn't it? Sin starts inside. Like leprosy, the effects of sins is not immediately noticeable. They're hidden. Sin works from the inside out, clutching first at our, our hearts, at our desires, before eventually becoming evident externally in, as Jesus talked about, rotten fruit. Pardon the pun for leprosy. That's bad. I should have chosen a different term, shouldn't I? Um, and little by little, sin takes root and causes brokenness and destruction, much like leprosy. It's not like one day a leper becomes a leper and then everything's ruined. It would be a horrible, absolutely horrible progression of, of people finding out and then relationships changing, of letting a boss know and then being spat upon and cast out. You know, our, our relationships today mightn't be severed with other people because of a of a physical sickness, but sin is like a spiritual sickness that 
so horribly flows through our lives, causing hurt and destruction to ourselves and also hurt and destruction to the people who are nearest and dearest to us. We might need to, to keep clear of friends and workmates because we've got bits of rotting flesh falling off us. But our sin, in a sense, can have much the same effect. Sin, like leprosy, left untreated, will kill you. It's just the reality, isn't it? And sin has its way and our, our hearts become hard. We become harsh, we get proud, we start getting judgmental toward others. And as many of us know, as many of us have experienced at different seasons in life, no one wants to be close to someone like that. No one does. But not only that, and maybe some of us are feeling this this morning, we can actually feel like our sin is too much of a barrier for God. Yeah? We feel like it's like we're in a, a sin force field, whereas as much as we might want to, we want to reach out, but, but God just kind of can't reach in because he's, he's too repelled by our sin, by our brokenness. We feel, we feel probably like many lepers have no doubt felt towards God over the years, that our brokenness... That our, that our ugliness, that our state is just too much. It's too much of a barrier for God to draw near. I want us to hear this today, friends. I, want, I know that there's people here who need to hear this today. And when I say hear it, really hear it. Open these, yes, but open your heart. Open your heart to hear this today. Allow Holy Spirit to sink these truths deep down within you so that they stay there and they stick no matter what. Your brokenness, your mess, the ugly nature of your sin, past, present, and even that into the future doesn't turn Jesus away. It doesn't. It won't. And it never will. It doesn't. It won't. And it never will. You know, the Apostle Paul points to this being true in Romans chapter 8, and he, he, he lists a whole bunch of things that, that we would read and we would think, man, that, those things are pretty major things. They, they have the potential to separate us from the love of Christ, but, but he writes these reassuring words in Romans 8, 38 to 39. He says, For I am sure, and listen to this, for I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Did you get that? Nothing, nothing, nothing at all will ever be able to separate us from the love of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Nothing. Hear this today. I think there's people who need to hear this today. Your checkered past won't separate you from the love of God. Your current rebellion and sin will not separate you from the love of God. Your selfishness, the way that you have done things, the way that you have chosen to do things that have really hurt family members, friends, the people you most love, that is not going to separate you from the love of God. None of those things and anything else could ever separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. If, 
if you reach out to him just like this leper did. With faith. With faith. And this leper's approach, I wholeheartedly believe, should serve as an encouragement, but also as as a a little pattern, if you like, to really revolutionise the way we come before God. Because sometimes, you know, we can... We can overcomplicate things, can't we? And we're good at overcomplicating things, especially when we're feeling that emotional disconnect and feeling like, man, how can I possibly... Why would God want to come close to me? I'm broken. I'm such a sin, just having its way. Why would he possibly want to come close to me? Well, think about these, and I've borrowed these from the Bible's... Believer's Bible commentary. The leper's approach was earnest and desperate. He was imploring him, saying, Jesus, if you, if you, I'm here because I'm trusting that in you. It was reverent. What did he do? What's a sign of reverence in Scripture? Even, even potentially at the coronation in however long. What will be the sign of reverence to the king? People will likely kneel. Bow down. The leper, he knelt at Jesus' feet in, in earnestness and desperation. He was humble and submissive. He wasn't like, Jesus, I've had such a hard life and whatever. You need to heal me, God. You need to heal me. No, he said, if you are willing, if you are willing, I'm here. If you are willing, Lord. And it was believing. What did the leper say? I know you can do this. I know you can do this. It did acknowledge the need. He, he was specific. He said, make me clean. Make me clean. And, sorry, it acknowledged need, and it was specific. It was, not, it was not a bless me, like just a general kind of, does anyone do that too much? I do. Come to God in prayer and just, go general. It was very specific, very honed in on what the actual need was. He said, not just bless me, God, but I need to be made clean. Like this, is, this is the actual issue I'm dealing with. Please, if you will, will you do this? And it was personal. Make me clean, God. And it was brief. Only five words in the original. Could be a good model for us in coming before God, couldn't it? Friends, I don't know what the burden or weight you're carrying right now is. I don't know what the weight or burden you've been carrying for some time. I don't know what what's even sin that you are thinking of right now, even as I'm sharing, the, the thing that just feels like it's too much for God to handle. I don't know what that is. I don't know what a barrier is for you in truly letting go and just reaching out to God and letting him reach in and reciprocate that, that love and that desire for relationship. I don't know. And frankly, I don't need to know. It doesn't matter. I don't need to know. God knows. God knows what that is. And what I do know is this. Jesus is willing. Jesus is willing. Jesus is willing to forgive you. 
Jesus is willing to purify you, to cleanse you, to take that weight, to take that stain, to take those burdens, to take the brokenness, to take those things that just feel too much for you and serve as almost like a barrier in getting closer to Jesus. He wants to take them away from you. He is willing. He is willing to make a way for you to experience liberty, freedom from the overwhelming burdens that you're facing right now. He wants to set you free. He wants to set you free. And the question is, the question for all of us this morning is, will we approach Jesus like the leper did? Will we take a leaf out of this leper's book and come to him today, just simply, just humbly, and allow him to set us free?